Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Thanks for listening to the Hot Corner On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all of your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. Dig your cleats in. Get your peanuts, Cracker Jacks, and IPAs ready. This is the Hot Corner with Patrick Harris and Joe Fisher. The pitch from Acevedo. All things baseball, the big leagues, and the MLB to Portland. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Shut up. And Rutschman will hit a fly ball here. Deep center field. And so long. Adley Rutschman with a moonshot to center field. Now, here are your hosts, Patrick Harris and Joe Fisher. This is the Hot Corner on the Odyssey app and 1080. The Fan. Welcome in to the Hot Corner for a Must Be a Wednesday. But baby, you know the drill. It's always a Wednesday around here. Patrick Harris, Joe Fisher with you. Let's go. Schultze behind the glass. We're every single Wednesday from 8 to 10 until the Oregon Ducks football season ends. And we'll get back to our regular time slot from 7 to 9. Woo! I've got a lot of uh candy in my system today dude i'm telling you man the candy thing is real you you tossed all those lollipops that we had those generic ass lollipops we had sitting in the uh they had to go in the kitchen like that they had to go that weaved basket that we had Mm -hmm. and yeah it was a smart move at first i was like dude there was like a hundred 150 suckers in there like what are you what are you doing i was like yeah and you've grabbed zero in the last two weeks and it's true they were probably longer than two weeks yeah And now there is a was a lot of uh, candy in there, and it's more of the fruity sour variety, okay. which I which I have come to terms with. I prefer the fruity sour flavored things, whether it be Skittles, Laffy Taffy, whatever it is, Airheads, all that. Sour Patch. I give me that over chocolate stuff You're all day a heathen, long. Then. Okay, I'm a child at heart. I, I I run into those people. We have these conversations at war at, at my job. Of you know, do you like the more gummy stuff or do you like the yep. more chocolate stuff? And it's very polarizing. It's all leftover Halloween, right? 
Yeah, yeah someone, I, I don't know, this is one of the salesperson in the building's uh, ki- uh, kids' uh, candy that they did not want. So they didn't like this. They liked the chocolate. And I was like, fine oh. with me. So they brought it in. And it had, been, it had been here for a couple of days. And I just went in on that candy. Well, and the problem I'm running to at work is that everybody is bringing in their leftover trick-or-treat that they had. And we got plenty of people that are uh, full bore, full size candy bars. So oh they're boy. like, "Hey, I dropped off the less than the lucky you the rest of my trick or treat chocolate candy in the kitchen. You know, go grab what you want. And then you walk in and it's just full size candy bars. And this fat a has been eating a full size candy bar probably every day for the last week and a half." And uh, I'm just tired. <laughs> you're you a little know? bogged down. I'm, feel, I'm, I'm just exhausted. Feeling that dragging almost. You know, and then the, you're like, ooh, a, a Snickers. Yeah, I love Snickers. And you're like, this is the fifth Snickers I've had in a week. Uh, yeah, I actually, uh, going to find dinner tonight, I very much was like, we need something lighter. We ended up getting tacos, which is my idea of lighter. <laughs> That uh, sounds light to me. I, I back you on that. Onion, Joe. cilantro, green sauce. I back you, know, you on that. that is, I back uh, you on that. That sounds light to me. Whether it is or isn't, I back you. you didn't Be- melt a bunch beef of cheese cheeks, on you know, Ooh. shrimp. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There was this place over on the east side. Fantastic. But uh, yeah, went and had that. And uh, because, yeah, just the food lately, the intake has been not not good. It's been a lot of fast food. <clears> it's been a lot of garbage. And then the candy on top of it all. And then the booze. Yeah. I mean, the booze is starting to increase. I thought I would start to take a dip, but now we're getting into the holidays here. Well, the booze and I, is a constant for me. I feel like I actually uh, cut back on booze during the holidays. Yeah. Really? That way I can drink more during the regular year. I, I see. I, I'm the guy I look for any excuse to party. So, like, yeah, Thanksgiving, Christmas, just give it to me, baby. Yeah, my excuse to party is I woke up. Okay. Um, but yeah, I I I'm, I'm I think that's called a disease. <laughs> I, do I not, would talk to someone. I do not have a disease. Um, I do. <laughs> the way you said that made it seem like I, it was I like a contagious. A like yeah, I shouldn't be in this. Like, <laughs> well, I you didn't not, cough on me, and all of a sudden I'm <laughs> slamming bottles of vodka. <laughs> um, yeah, I've got to get away from the candy. I, I've, I've just got to, because I'm, like, sitting at my desk, and I'm like, wow, oh, there's a full-size Snickers there in my drawer. I guess I'll just pound this down real quick. This is a tough time of year. It's a tough time of year. I'm you already go, fat, as you, you go, can tell from the YouTube uh, You go candy feed. holiday straight into the food holiday, like, literally the whole holiday is centered around food, Thanksgiving, into Christmas, Kwanzaa. Hanukkah, whatever you're doing around that time. Festivus. A um, lot of food with day. that, too. Yeah, I try to just stick to proteins during the holiday. Just eat the meat. It's like a keto diet. <laughs> We've, all been, candy. We've all been there. <laughs> just eat the meat. Just eat the meat. It's a quote I try to live by. Um, stuffing, fake calories. I had some fantastic stuffing over the over the weekend. That's awesome, dude. I, dude I One time, I had some fantastic dog poop. It was so good. What? You're not a stuffing guy? No, that stuff's so gross. I'm not a stuffing guy either. I almost swore on the air. Well, you That's how I feel there. about stuffing. You should have had this um, stuffing. But I did have some really good mashed potatoes. Have you ever had, like, leek mashed potatoes? Yeah. Like, you have? Yeah, oh yeah. 
baby restaurant life. Oh for my 20 god, years. I life changing. Oh yeah, I had him on Saturday and then Welcome I had him again to the show. Monday. <laughs> what game changer? It, it will definitely be next time. I'm whipping up uh, some mashed potatoes. I'm making leek mashed potatoes. Uh, oh. My wife absolutely loves mashed potatoes. We recently discovered at Costco uh, the pre like you know sometimes they do like you know the prepackaged tacos or whatever like a, a meal in, yes. in one box or one little thing and and we've done Costco, the mac and yeah, cheese yeah. before. But they're mashed potatoes. It's like 10 or 11 bucks for a big thing of them. And they got cheese. They got bacon in them. It is like the best <laughs> plate of mashed potatoes I've ever had. Get your uh, golf balls, get your jeans, and get your favorite mashed potatoes. There's the this guy I work with who showed me a Instagram account of this guy he used to work with who always does a themed Thanksgiving. His Thanksgivings are gyoza. Pizza. Ooh, just had gyoza last night. Pizza, sausage, like sausage link hot dogs. But here's the catch. All of it is made with only Thanksgiving food. Ooh. So his pizza is the dough and then a layer of gravy. Bold. With mashed potatoes on top of it and some turkey pieces there. And then they dip it in Listen, cranberry sauce. I'm probably housing that. For I sure. watched. I watched a video of him taking all of the food from Thanksgiving, putting it into a food processor, and then stuffing it into a sausage. No, like using it and then filling the casing of a sausage, and then grilled the sausage, put it on a bun drizzled cranberry on top of it and got after it. That's uh, Jeff Goldblum. Your scientist never uh, stopped to ask a why yeah. <laughs> or whatever yeah. the Jurassic ne- Park Never asked, asked me a why. Have, yeah. have you guys ever heard of Nutriloaf before? No. No. So it this, sounds like fake bread. Yeah, that's what I've heard of Nutriloaf. Yeah, Joe knows what it is. Essentially, it's like a prison meatloaf is what Nutriloaf is. It's well, just, I hate I hate rich meatloaf. Why would I like prison meatloaf? Uh, you wouldn't. I'm just saying, yeah. Any pris- sort of loaf, I'm kind of just... Uh, a loaf of bread, I'm in. <laughs> but, outside of that. But prison meatloaf is just basically whatever they got. She's kind of a loaf. And it's, ass. Mm, that's mean. No, but the, it's whatever but they true. got, and they got just anything thrown into it that's around. That is exactly what you just described in a sausage. I thought that's, that's how they disgusting. made booze. <laughs> what? Like Anything food. with sugar will just ferment it in the in my toilet. Uh, they do do that. It's disgusting, but I've heard it gets them messed up. Hey, Joe, I might have a disease. Would you look down <laughs> upon me if the only way I could fulfill that disease was... To eat emulsified Thanksgiving ingredients inside a sausage casing? No, to make it in a toilet. Oh. Uh, to make your food or drink in a toilet? My Bev. Like, I need that bevy. I hope we'd get to you before that point. <laughs> you hope somebody has talked to me yeah. and brought me back to the living? <laughs> Dear God, I hope so. Yeah, we won't let you get that far. Hopefully, anyways. Uh, no toilet wine for you this holiday season, please. Well, wine always cure. gives me a ton of acid reflux, too. Um, are you not a big wine guy? No, I love wine. I just have to be careful. Gotcha. Uh, have you yeah, ever lips. woken up at one in the morning and look at a cough? And every time you cough, it feels like you want to throw up. See, and I don't know what it is. I mean, lately it's just the you know the gut. Sometimes are just uh, feeling a little stiff. I don't know if it's the oh beer the bub or guts, the wine. dude. I mean, you know, it's... we just we just hit that we just hit that ganja, and everything's fine after that. That's true. The that guts helps. are fine, but when the throat, every time you cough, you feel like you want to throw up, dude. It's one of the worst things ever. 
Getting older, though. Where'd that come from? That's acid reflux. Oh. Yeah, I haven't gotten that yet. Dude, it's the worst. Uh, that sounds, yeah, that it's sound awful. Fun. Getting older, tummy troubles, acid reflux. Uh, no, not not up for it. Not a fan. It sucks. So my body is in back to twenty five, please. I don't want for the your life. Um. Yeah. I mean, just best of luck to all of us. Actually. Yep. There's a whole reason that we did a play in elementary school about uh, Santa going on a diet before Christmas. There's a whole production. What? Yeah. Like this you was know, a written play, or you yeah. guys wrote it yourselves? Well, I'm sure it's the uh, teachers came up with it. Teachers, I'm sure it's performed at elementary schools across the nation. Um, it's got a great screenplay. You know, it's funny. Uh, my father-in-law, uh, he like around November takes like two weeks off of eating healthy and not drinking, so we can go see the doctor. And he makes he thinks that the doctor <laughs> he's gonna uh, fool thinks him. He's in full health. He's gonna fool him, even though he eats out like six nights a week and drinks like a champ. As if the other ten months of the year aren't gonna have an effect on uh, his eleven body. and a half. <laughs> he sounds like Donald Trump. That dude is in his seventies, eating McDonald's daily. That guy doesn't drink. Let's see. That is why he can eat all the <clears throat> fatty stuff. No, he stills fat, but he doesn't drink. And hey, you seen that ass? Your liver. That's a dump truck. Hey, but he can golf too. That Absolute guy. That guy can't golf. But that guy, he's got to win the best dump truck ass of any president you've ever seen. Mm, he's I the don't big know. Gro- Grover Cleveland had an absolute oh, that's donk true. on him, and he was elected twice. Yeah, that's why. <clears throat> Fattest They're president like, of all time. Okay, dokey. You know what America <laughs> likes? America likes a big ass. That's <clears throat> why they big put him in there for a second term. Okay, dokey. Let's get away from that as fast as possible. We got a good show for you guys lined up tonight. Googling uh, fattest presidents of all time. This is uh, basically going to be a little mini manager show with a little sprinkle of why I hate the Yankees. And if you're a Yankee fan, why you should be absolutely massively concerned. <clears throat> so we got a lot to get to, so stick with us. There's the Vancouver Ford text line, 503-864-6326. Your dollar goes further at Vancouver Ford. They treat you right before, during, and after the sale. Visit VancouverFord.com. When we come back, uh, what, Joe? You got something. William Taft. 332, largest yeah. ever. How tall was he, though? Oh, I don't know. Oh, but he wasn't tall. He's he, got to be like 5'9". Because if you're nine. like 7'2 and three bills, like, I get it. Do William. you see this graph? He is... He is clearly he is Yeah, clearly above the next person who was Grover Cleveland, and then, uh, yeah. Uh, did number- you know Glo- Grover Cleveland, or did you just pull that out? Oh, I feel like that's a... Pretty well known. Yeah, you look at him. You that... remember his fat, the mustache and yeah. the fat face. Yeah, yeah. Grover I remember Cleveland. him when I was there. Yeah, I voted for him. Thick twice. boy, thick boy, beef boy, boy. Um, and then Donald Trump coming in at number three, tied with Teddy Roosevelt at uh, two thirty-seven. William Howard Taft, five feet eleven inches, and I'm assuming that's like a football roster. Five feet 11 five inches. eleven. 3, I think he's 32. a bit shorter than that. Not damn. Taft. Yeah, Taft. William Howard Taft, thick he, boy. Taft he, is number one. He was five eleven yeah. and over three fifty. Three thirty-two. Whoa, that's a chunk, dude. That's that a that's good. a big chunk. Three fifty. He's like the reason the Michelin Man was born. Guys, I'm I'm pretty much five eleven, two thirty five. So so me, tack on another hundred. Yeah, put another hundred on me, and that's what Will H. Taft looked like. God. I like that you call. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. 
Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Will H. Will H. Bill. Like, Will I am. Billy Taft. Will H and Fergie just dropped a new hit single. All right, when we come back, I want to get into something that surprised everybody, but also kind of makes a ton of sense. There's a lot to get to. This is the Hot Corner, Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Patrick Harris and Joe Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. Eight nineteen here, Portland Sports Leader. Don't you forget it. We are live from the shadows of the historic Fremont Bridge, which is a lot more populated this week as I drove by it. Oh, stop! Boom! Liberal agenda or conservative? Roasted. I don't know. I think that's a pretty bipartisan issue. And I was going to say, yeah, I don't think uh, not wanting to deal with the homeless is is very political at this point. I I didn't have to deal with them. I just drove by. I I, I just saw it was populated. You didn't hear about my car, but uh, yeah, Mister Mister Fisher did. I did not. Should we save this, or do you want to just like? I mean, we got. I would look at the clock here in front of me, but it says time to break, bitch. And so I have to look somewhere else for a clock. I think Rob broke that clock. Um, I don't know. I'm going to blame. That looks like a Brandon Sprague. No, no, I specifically. No, I have a clock in front of me, and it says time to break. Oh, I was like, wait, that says on the computer? Where? Um, The only reason it says that is because Rob tried to put batteries or fix it, and uh, Yeah, Patrick, uh, Dirty Mike and the boys got into into the Corolla, and they had their way with it. They had their way in the F-Shack. Wait, this is the backpack, and you chased them down? Uh, toiletry bag. Oh, I already know this. Yeah, yeah I already know oh, this. Oh, okay, yeah, so. Yeah, we talked about it last Me and the homeless week. aren't cool right now. Uh, sometimes we're cool. Well, most of the time we're not. But I got a, um, I got a we're new, especially not cool right now. <clears throat> I got a new camp set up right where I get off the freeway in Vancouver. Vancouver declared state of emergency for their crisis. Yeah, I wonder uh, what the situation is like in Milwaukee. Milwaukee, Oregon? No. Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Well, I was going to say, I mean, I'm in Milwaukee every single day, and it's S, think, S seems fine over there. Well, I'm sh- uh, there's one uh, there's one empty house in Milwaukee. Oh, yeah. yeah Very nice, that? expensive one. Uh, formerly owned by one Craig Council. Ooh, that, my friends, is what we call a professional transition. And that's where I want to I'm done for right the night. Here. I'll see you later. Joe's out of here. Thank you, Joe, for your time. We'll be here. It'll just be me and Schultzy. Uh, that is great. As Joe mentions that, we'll transition to that. Craig Council, uh, in probably the biggest off-season move... I needed to get off my window. We've had... No, that was in, that was great. <laughs> uh, in the biggest off-season move that definitely nobody saw coming, um, Craig Council, we saw, was being courted potentially by the Mets. The Yankees might be interested. Um, I've always thought Council was a solid manager and was a great player. Uh, probably a top five all-time batting stance. 
and he's up there. Right, with, you are there. He's up there with Ken Griffey Jr. of batting stances that are just beautiful. Hell yeah. Um, and I always respected him very much. Him taking that Cubs job uh, as he signs a five-year, $40 million deal. Is that what it is? I just had it in front of me, but uh, my That's, crack stat You were team, asking for the math. Crack stat the... team in my ear right now is telling me that, yes, five-year, $40 million, uh, and that is $8 million a year because I can do math better than anybody. Let me tell you, nobody has ever done math as good as me. And nobody ever will do math as good as me. I'm the best. I'm the best. At math. Let me tell you, uh, I am the best. Um, <clears throat> anyway, let's back this up. Craig Council is the new manager of the Chicago Cubs. Yes. And I find this fascinating. A lot of the articles that get spread around kind of talk about how he's reshaping the payment structure of managers. The average manager's salary in baseball is $1.5 million dollars. I believe Dave Roberts in Los Angeles makes around that. And now Craig Council is going to make $8 million a year to manage the Cubs. I do love the idea of Terry Francona and like Tony La Russa 20 years ago before he was racist and a drunk going, uh, excuse me, how much money do they make? Uh, this looks like college football money to me, right? Yeah, you don't see dollar amounts this much normally. But... I want the guy, so pay him. Yeah, I think I think that's what's I think that's what's the most fas- fascinating part of it, and we'll get to him and the Cubs in a second. But I think that's what's insane. Do we? I mean, do you have a, do you have up biggest contracts? Where does this put him at now? I mean, as far uh... as managers in history, this this number has been near the top of what managers has made for a while. Like, I think Joe Torre, when he retired, and this was not of the Yankees, but of the Dodgers, he was making about 8 mil that season, which now in 2023, that's what council's making. And most managers, you talk about standard salaries. I think you just named a couple of the bigger ones of uh, skippers in MLB right now. Like Scott Service, for instance, Mariners, he's probably only making like a mil and a half. And I would say there's at least a third if not more major league managers that are sitting around that salary range. Uh, according to Bob Nightingale, <laughs> you know, that just wonderful human being full of great stats and opinions. Uh, Bob Melvin made four mil during the 2023 season for the Padres. Bob Nightingale also reported that six managers in MLB made less than a million in the 2023 season. That's disgusting. With a staggering 15 managers earning 1.75 or less. Actually, and I was wrong. Scott Service, uh, he is 29th at 800,000. So my oh my, my, my question, and 800,000 to watch baseball every single day and do nothing sounds great. Scott Service, paging. No wonder they don't fire him. Um, Yeah, like, does Aaron Boone make like 1.5? But what I'm saying is... Shocking, is, like Alex Cora, the same, 800. Yeah. That's crazy. To yeah, me. and so I think what it is, is I'm comparing counsel to college football because that's what Herb makes at Ohio State. That's what uh, Lane Kiffin makes at Ole Miss. That's that's college football money. That's NFL money. It's surprising to see it come into Major League Baseball. And I think it raises the question, is a manager worth that war, for lack of better terms? Well, Jeff Passon backs up what you say. Uh, Craig Council's $8 million a year deal with the Cubs is an industry-shaking deal, he says. In recent years, 
multiple coaches have pointed out that it's more lucrative financially to take a job with a college program than an MLB team. Councils deal in baseball. Councils deal could help change that in MLB. Like, are you telling me like uh, what what old Pat make down at Oregon State? You think he made more than everybody else did? In Major League Baseball, like what's Waz making right now? I bet it's more. Than you know what a I mean. Third of Major League, like like Pat down at down at Oregon State built himself a juggernaut. Won a couple natties. Was always in the college baseball college World Series. Built a program. Put multiple multiple draft picks, including number one overalls. Like does is he making two point five while Alex Cora of the Boston Red Sox is making 800K? Back in 2018, when Pat Casey was still the manager of the Beavers, or I guess the head coach in baseball is what you call it, $800,000 salary. He's making the same money as Alex Cora today at the Boston Red Sox. And say what you want about Alex Cora, but the Boston Red Sox? Exactly. You would think, you would think, oh, the Yankees, yeah, we'll pay $10 million. Alabama will pay $10 million. I got SEC schools for you from last year. Yep. Salaries for all yeah, the SEC. Vander- Vanderbilt's Tim Corbin, $2.4 million. That Vanderbilt. guy makes more money than the average manager in baseball. And Vandy, Vanderbilt- has, Vandy has a great program, though. Uh, old- oh, in baseball. Yeah, oh, my God. Baseball. You were saying SEC. I instantly no. thought football. So Come that's on. an SEC baseball thought, coach. Yeah, okay. but okay. still okay. baseball right. coach. And that's but just that's one. a Pat Casey type guy. That's that a is juggernaut just program. One number one overall picks, natties, etc. Ole Miss one point six mil. Texas A and M one point five. Tennessee one point five. Arkansas one point three five. Florida one point three. Mississippi State one point. All of them except what is that? Georgia, South Carolina, Kentucky, and Alabama, all SDC schools are paying at least $1.25 million for their coach a year. The only thing I will say about this, though, is and why the argument might be made that those college coaches deserve that money and why maybe an Alex Cora, a Dave Roberts, et cetera, don't, don't make that money is you have to recruit to where at the professional level you have a GM. And this isn't, you know, I listened to primetime earlier today and talking about Belichick. This isn't a Belichick thing where it's like you're the coach and the GM. No manager in baseball is the coach and the GM. Sure, they get consulted, they get asked, they have their input, but no manager is actually player personnel. So that is probably why they get away with paying managers so little. My question now is, as Craig Council now gets eight, and the highest paid guy last year was four, is this about to start a new precedent of how important your manager is? Bruce Bochy just won a World Series in his first year in Texas. A perennial can't-get-over-the-top team. And Bochy walked in to a team that is massively flawed with their million-dollar ace going down and still wins a World Series. Is this the start of the bidding war for the best managers? Guys like Francona, why are you going to Cleveland, Tito? You should be going to L.A., New York, Chicago, Houston, Boston. Is this the beginning of the new war? I believe that it is when you put a... I mean, when you have guys going after council uh, teams, rather... And then this is the team that wins out with this contract. And then also the fact that you went interdivision. I mean, 
the Brewers, you saw with their owner, he was he was pissed off about this. Like, yeah. even for counsel to be like, mm, I'm pissing people off about this, but okay, like that this changes things. Where if you want the best manager, if you want your guy, you're gonna have to pony up. What? I, and now the Cubs, I think they're just looking at a this is an investment worthwhile because. If you look at the Brewers, I think it's uh, they made the playoffs. Uh, how many seasons was he there? Five, five seasons. Six uh, seasons. Made them every year. A council? Yeah, he was there eight seasons. He made the playoffs five out of the last. Yeah, six there years. you go. That's yeah. what it was. And it's like before he was there, the Brewers had made the playoffs four times. In but their, it, in their in their team history, but but with less with I'm looking at payrolls over the last yeah. few years. Cubs had more payroll than the Brewers. Brewers are they are a smaller market to Chicago. They're the baby. Uh, to Chicago, Milwaukee is, or in the shadows of Chicago. And so to him, he was like, dude, I'm going to get paid an S-ton. I'm going to have uh, way more payroll to work with, work with, and I'm a better manager than David Ross, so I'm going to be able to make this team better probably too. And I totally want to get into what council in Chicago looks like. I mean, because that to me is absolutely fascinating. But to, to finish this up, and we'll wrap it up because we're way over, but if you're Rocco Baldelli I've seen in Minnesota, if you're Kevin Cash in Tampa, if you're these managers that are well-respected doing a lot with little, what does that do for you? If somebody wants cash out of Tampa, do you just say, yeah, council got eight, we'll give you six. And Kevin Cash is like, see ya. I see, I'm out of here. I see bidding wars starting now for MLB managers. Yeah. I mean, sabermetrics, the analytics part of the game, unfortunately, it seems like teams have kind of leaned on hiring a nerd or two. And instead of, you know, paying the manager to make the decisions, they're leaning on these analytics guys to give the manager a printout of what decisions they should make during the game. But we've seen it. It's the perfect marrying. Bruce Bochy's an old school baseball guy and marries all of that mm -hmm. knowledge with mm -hmm. his feel of the game. And if you're telling me that that's not worth four or five million a year in your dugout you're freaking crazy yeah, you're, you're out of your mind you're out of your mind great great point schultz and we'll end on this and that's what we'll talk about at the top of the second hour the yankees are going through this crisis right now of analytics versus who's going to be in the clubhouse so stick around for the nine o'clock hour because we'll get into that but this is this is unprecedented this will be fun to watch when we come back i do want to dive into what does council mean for the Cubs. Like, what does this move really mean for them? And also, FYI, can someone go check on David Ross? That man might have got dirty. We'll do all that next. But first, Schultze with sports. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. Eight thirty-eight here. Uh, coming up in the second hour, we'll dive into the Yankees and why I believe that might be an absolute disaster waiting to happen. You're shocked that uh, that's happening, though. Uh, oh my God, kind of, kind of not. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like uh, when you're in rush hour traffic and there's a wreck up ahead. You're like, really, a wreck? And then well, you're like, well, yeah, yeah, okay, that makes they sense. Are, they are doing exactly what I have been lamenting the Mariners are doing with their hitting staff. So so we'll get into that, but it's just, oh, it's not good. Yeah, not so good. I want to dive into the And the New York teams in general, the Mets as well, who who hired a new manager and Pete Alonso and all that stuff going on up From there. the Yankees. And in about 15 minutes, I'd like to uh, get into new managers in other places uh, just for funsies. But I want to stick with this Craig Council. Is there some tissue in here? 
Uh, Your nose, all right? No, no, I don't. I don't like to blow my nose. I don't want to lose anything. What is that um, mirror? That small cut up piece of mirror, right? Oh, don't worry about a razor blade. No, a straw. Don't worry, don't worry about that. Can we get a wide shot on that? Don't worry about that. Uh, I would like a wide shot because this camera makes me look really fat. Patrick, I hate to tell you. Oh no, Joe. You look beautiful today. Thank you. You Jesus. do, and I don't think you look really fat, Patrick. Jesus Christo. <laughs> I think it's just the angle. We all got to get with the right angle. Like I, in this angle, it shows my under chin. It sucks. It's just, yeah. It's not great. You don't have an under chin, Joe. I don't know what you're doing. My problem is my eyes are normally squinty. And so as we're on the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash 1080 AM, the fan, uh, I feel like I look like us. Anyway, I want to get back into this Craig Council thing and what it actually means for the Cubs. I find this fascinating by the Cubs because, Joe, we spent all last season and we were a little heartbroken they didn't make the playoffs. The Cubs, we were. Yeah, they were a little, they were super hot going in. Cody Bellinger had a resurgence. Suzuki, boy, I love that guy. And Nico Horner. And they look at Justin Steele on the on the rotation. They look like, they look like a team that is kind of You can tell we like them. Yeah, you can tell we know their players. They they look like a team that kind of have some building blocks to really become something. And that's what fascinated me the most about getting Craig Council is I don't know if I've seen a team like let's take your Orioles, okay? Let's take um let's take uh, the Astros in 2015 okay look at these teams that you can see the 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 royals in 13 14 15 these teams that you can see that are on the precipice of doing something great just saying you know what this is what's going to take us over get rid of that guy bring in this guy i think it's kind of a genius move by the cubs i i think that the cubs did see that they saw what they had with this team this year and that they can build upon it. And if they wanted to build themselves, not as a, just a, uh, a roster standpoint and push themselves for the next five, six seasons. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to go five seventy five. You had to do You had to make the upgrade, uh, at the managerial position. And again, <clears throat> you saw council in your division. What have you been doing the last Five, six seasons. He's beating you, and you have a better team. Yes. Yes. And so I don't blame them doing it at all. I think that's what they saw is like, we're we're in the right spot right now to jump on this as a team roster-wise, so let's make the move as a manager as well. Sorry, David, which is like, damn. I know. And and that's and that's where we'll switch to real quick, because I do want to get back to council, but you brought it up. You, I you, mean, you see David teams, Ross, like, bro, they loved you. Well, and you see We were kind of in on David Ross. Now, get, I mean, just uh, the service. I'm he's been there. You guys. Well, service, he's been there for 10 billion years. I mean, Brandon Hyde, he got the chance to lose 100 games four years in a row, seemingly. A.J. Hinch lost himself a ton of games in Houston. Uh, I mean, I was going through the manager's list today. It's like, there's guys that they get these leash. I mean, it's like Mark Kotze. He's coming how, back next year. Yeah, and it's he like actually get, interviewed with the Mets, I believe. Are I they all saw that? Are they going to give him three hundred lost seasons in a row to see if they can get themselves out of it? I mean, the Cubs. Yeah, they sucked for a little bit after they got rid of their World Series kind of championship roster, but they didn't really give Ross the chance to get back like to that playoff run. And they, but 
they they said, hey, let's make the move and get the manager that we know was going to be successful. There, yeah, I, I I would argue. Sorry, Jordan. I'll just be quick. It's all good. I, I would argue that this was Ross's best campaign. They finally had a good season around him, and you can't tell me that because you struggled in the last two weeks of the season that that cost your job because Bruce Bochy struggled in the last two weeks of the season and just won his fourth World Series. Well, so I don't think that's necessarily fair, but. Yeah, they just kind of said, we don't care. We're out. This is something that you don't really see MLB teams specifically doing very much, poaching a manager, either available or from another team while you've got a manager. But I'm pretty sure the last team to do this was the Chicago Cubs when they fired Rick Renneria and hired Joe Madden at the same time. They had literally brought him over and had him on the staff for a year as their skipper said, you know what, we we see a different direction happening here. So, no, Chicago is not the city. The Cubs specifically will not give you three to four seasons of 100-plus losses, you know, uh, uh, each year to try and handle that going forward. So I, I'm not surprised that this is happening, but uh, I'm not really as huge of a David Ross <clears throat> fan as you guys either. I, I just never was in on him, and not just him, but I'm not really big on managers in general. Stephen Vogt. I did not say I was a fan. I'm just shocked that they didn't give him a couple more years. I think I'm I with there with Joe, too, yeah. Okay. I, I, ju- I, just thought, I just thought Ross was kind of embodied what the Cubs wanted. Yeah, maybe okay. a little bit of a holdover. But I didn't think he deserved to get fired. I'm just, I'm not the hugest fan of these young, or I guess they're, they're not young as managers, but, but or, or as uh, players, but as managers, they technically are younger managers that are brought in with no experience. And they, because they're beloved, Stephen Vogt, who just got hired by the Guardians. Which I hate that move. I, I mean, absolutely hate but, that move. But that's literally the reason that David Ross was brought into the Cubs initially. So the, David Ross, he brought in his first year was 2020 COVID year. They made the wild card. But still, 34-26 record. Not a bad record that year. You make the playoffs. Yeah, everybody's on an equal play. 71-91 the next year. Improved to 74-88. Way better in the second half of 22. That was the case after the All-Star break. And then this year, you were four games above 500. Just missed out on the playoffs. You tell me Don Mattingly, who's sitting in Toronto as a bench coach, wouldn't have given you the same exact record, though? You mean the the future manager of the Milwaukee Brewers? There you go. See, (laughs) there's just so many guys out there. I just, I cannot stand guys that do not, they do not have to go be a manager anywhere. Get the feel of the damn game. That is super important as a skipper in the big leagues. And for you to just, oh, I was a catcher. I know how things work. I get it. Half the managers in MLB are catchers, but I just, I don't like young young managers without any experience just being given a helm like that stupid yeah i agree and i think i think that conversation goes on to even further uh where i'd like to get to next is the anaheim the los angeles angels of anaheim hire their new manager who was linked to a different job and now new names are being linked to that job and it's just kind of this we're almost in an impasse of which route do you want to go? And that's what I want to get into next, talking about our boy Ronnie in, in L.A. and what that ripple effect is around what the league. What is and that Stephen white Vogt powder and... on that glass? Nothing, nothing, there. nothing, nothing, nothing. Let it go, let it go, let it go. Two World Series in a row, two World Series in a row. Uh, we'll get into uh, more managerial talk. Boy, we are a bunch of nerds today, love managers. It. I love it as well. We'll get to that next. The Hot Corner, Portland Sports Leader, don't you forget it. Today the fan. Love baseball? So do these guys. This is the Hot Corner with Patrick Harris and Joe Fisher on 1080 The Fan. 
Coming up in the second hour of the Hot Corner, we'll get into uh, New York because, you know, cash rules everything around me. Cash men rules everything around me? God, I'd blow my brains if that guy was my GM right now. So I we'll see get, what you did there. We'll get to that. In the, well, at least that New York team has a GM and we'll have one going forward. <laughs> we'll get to that <clears throat> coming up in the second hour. But uh, there's some also so to finish up kind of this managerial musical chairs. Ron Washington is announced as the new manager of the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. The and Los Angeles... The Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Yeah, it's the worst. You, it's the worst thing ever. I thought you said Los <clears throat> Angeles Angels, Angels of Anaheim. In Cali, next to Disneyland. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. The Los Angels of Angeles of <laughs> Los Angeles, Anaheim. Um, they hire Ron Washington to be their next manager. And I'm very curious about this real quick. We don't get to get a lot into it because Anaheim, uh, in shocking news, well, we is going to suck next year. So I'm not worried about this. No, and Ron no. Washington is not the reason that Otani is going to resign. Because the media thinks that he's going back. Uh, no, they're wrong. Um, I'm curious because I heard reports that Ron Washington was linked to the Houston job. Because Dusty worked. Ron Washington has gained so much credibility as a third base coach and bench coach in Atlanta. He's basically just like Dusty Baker, like 100 pounds lighter, though. Yeah, exactly. And the man likes to party, so what baseball player doesn't want to party with Ron Washington? Hell, I'd have him on right now. We wouldn't talk baseball. He'd love it. We'd just be talking about, like, your favorite razor blades, your favorite clubs. Like, do you like him tall? Are you you an ass man? Are you an up top man? Like, what kind of guy are you? Ronnie Washington is a guy that I want to hang out with. But I'm curious as to why he took the Angels job, which tells me that the Astros were, in fact, not actually interested in him. Which is stupid. But it also leads me to the question, why would you leave the Atlanta Braves? I have to imagine Ronnie's in L.A. because he thinks there's a, a building project. He's instantly going to improve the defense. That's what he's done. He took two Texas Rangers teams to the World Series that, in my opinion, both years had no business being in the World Series, and they lost because they had no business being there. So here he is taking another job. They're not going to bring back Otani. They might trade Mike Trout, but maybe he's really here to actually rebuild the club. The biggest thing that I wonder about this, who's getting the Astros job? Because if it's not Ron Washington... Who is it? Yeah, I haven't uh, seen or read anything. Um, I've been trying to keep track of all the... I mean, it was like a whirlwind yesterday of who was getting hired and um, who wasn't. And so as far as the Astros job, yeah, I don't know who's out there that's left. I mean, you're picking up a World Series roster, essentially. So Mm -hmm. um, they want want to shoot big, I imagine. that's, That's what I'm leaning to. I think Ron Washington getting signed in Anaheim says more about the Astros' job than Ron Washington or the Angels' job. Because, sorry, Ron Washington, I'll see you in three years when you're on the unemployment line. Like, we just know how this is going to go. Oh, Art Moreno's. Yeah, sorry, he, I got to do something. He he is a thousand times better than Phil Nevin. But he's a thousand times better than Phil Nevin. It's not like bringing in Bob Melvin or Terry Francona or Joe Torre or... You know, a non-insane racist Tony Russa. 
But this has me really curious about what the Houston Astros are going to do. I hear Brad Ausmus is being thrown around again. Joe Espada right oh, now. Oh, really? really? Here in the clubhouse. Brad Ausmus would literally be like a, a service 2.0 because he's looking to be like a front office guy. That's what he's been before. Well, they almost hired him to be the GM and that, then didn't give him the gig. Exactly. Sports Illustrated, uh, they have a quote uh, from Brad Wakai. In uh, SI.com. Oh, I love the guy. Read his stuff all the time. Oh, big fan. Um, He says, it's starting to feel like a foregone conclusion that the Astros will eventually hire bench coach Joe Espada to become their manager. Who was Dusty's bench coach? And uh, AJ Hinches. He's been there for a bit. He's been there since 2018. Oh, so he knows all about trash cans and stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah, No wonder they want to hire him. Yeah. No wonder. So he's Alex Cora, the not council, named Alex Cora. The Craig Council and Ron Washington stuff was all up front. They're like, let's just act like we want to hire somebody outside of the organization. But hey, trust Realistically, us. We, know we need to keep people here. in stuff. Yeah. They'd hire the garbage can if they could. One name I'm not sure if. Draw the- a mustache on it. <laughs> God. Uh, one name I'm I not do sure love Ron that. Washington's uh, mustache. Put a so giant great. hat on it's the top. So great. Of it. Plus, he's got the Costanza around it. God, I love him. I love Ron Washington. That's true. No, what one name that I'm not when sure. When I'm 60, I'm gonna do blow and bang chicks. <laughs> one name I'm not sure is getting a bunch of traction, but has been brought up initially in the Astros manager search is Jeff Bannister, former Texas Rangers manager. I actually would be super scared with kind of built that Rangers team, and they were better than they uh, should have been when he was there. And honestly, I know that he was kind of lax in the last couple of years, but I don't think they should have fired him in the first place. He was in the dugout uh, with the D-backs for their World Series, so he's literally, I mean, he just watched all this. He's hes ready to go, would not be shocked, and honestly, I'd be pretty scared uh, if they went with Jeff Bannister. So. Uh, what's, what's a worse move? Not based on manager, but based on fit. What's a worse move? Mendoza in New York? Vote in Cleveland? Ooh. Washington in Anaheim. Which one of those is worse? Or a little early, fair or foul? Uh, I mean, early, I'm going to say Mendoza. I feel like uh, Cohen is looking at that. It's like, fine, whatever. Just give that dude money. Like, I, I, got I, eight, I need two years to get by. I got $8 billion I'm about to spend on a uh, new complex around the stadium. Boy, so I wish we, I lived in Queens. I bet you that's going to be dope. So let's give this, this it's guy. It's like Phil Knight around the Moda Center. That's going to be dope. Theme of the show, let's give this new manager absolutely nothing on the payroll. Let's not hire a GM either. And then blame him for everything when it goes wrong. Boom. I just saved myself 100 mil over so the So you think Mendoza's uh, the worst? Yeah. What do you think? I'm gonna go vote. I just I, I I know that Mendoza is also a he's he's at least been in the dugout, you know, as a bench coach. So Vogt was a bullpen coach and a player before catcher. Ball Ex- buddy's a catcher, so he knows exactly how the game works. I get it. The quarterback on the field. I just don't understand why Short all of a sudden these guys have changed to having to do five years in the minors and learn the game. To oh, they know the game now. It's BS, man. It, coach sir, must I have almost swore now just because of that. Like I'm mad about it. I Co- think I think I'm with you. I think Vogt is a terrible hire. Coach, and, coach must have lied to me to get me to play a catcher. You're like the quarterback, man. No, didn't, shortstop's the quarterback. Didn't Come his on. wife... They're sexy, they're taller. Didn't his wife or ex-wife now file a domestic violence case in court against Stephen Vogt uh. like a couple years ago? Nobody's talking... It's so funny. We live in the Me Too world now. Nobody brought that up. And I'm and I, 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 I I'm going to bet once somebody digs that up on X, 
He may not have an easy weekend. Well, who knows? We got Phil Neville in Portland now, so who knows what that is. Yeah, I'm sure that the dude that just got hired for an MLB MLB, uh, manager position is going to have a rough weekend. Hey, another Oregonian that only lasted two days uh, with the Arizona Diamondbacks. What was that? And longtime Mets second base, Wally Backman. There you go. He literally got hired by the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks and then dismissed two days later because of his past uh, past criminal history. Well, all this is going to be wild and enticing, and I can't wait to see how it all explodes in all of their faces. And I hope I'm at least wrong on one of them, but I don't think I'm wrong on Craig Council. I think he's going to be great in Chicago. So shout out to him, and I hope Ron Washington doesn't exit the league after his poor stint in Anaheim. When we come back, hour two. Let's get into these New York teams. What the hell is going on in the Bronx? Cashman blowing up on people. Is Aaron Judge running the team? What is the Steinbrenner know what's going on? God, I wish this was the 90s. Loaded second hour, the hot corner, 10A the fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 